Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Six minutes after eleven, South African time. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. Here in Lenasia, the land of Asia, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, our beloved Haji Suleiman Esop. He's looking full of white, mashallah, full of nur. I see Hazrat Mu'ala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah, just joining us now for our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Yes, the 11th of Jumad al-Ula, 14.44, corresponding to the 6th of December, 2022. I want to welcome the listeners of Radio uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz, Yusuf Asmal and Company. And I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Three one three two. We welcome our beloved senior, respected, honourable Fadila Tulustad. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu fiqum wa arafat jazakallahu khairan. Ustad is a, a youngster. He's uh, 28 years old. He's not married. He wants to marry a girl, but the parents are refusing. So he wants to know why are the parents doing that? That girl was married. She's elderly than him. Uh, your advice, Ustad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswali ala Rasulih al-Kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. <clears throat> All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa So let's get the scenario straight first. You are 28 years old. It seems that you were never married. This lady was married and maybe she has a child, children, and remember that maybe the husband divorced her or passed on. So you are interested in her, but her parents don't want to say yes. Now you're asking me why. I don't even know you. I don't know them. But what this much I will tell you, don't go now and look for loopholes and so forth. The hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif, Abu Dawood, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La nikah illa bi waliyin. The nikah is not valid except if there is consent from the guardian, so the father of the girl, the paternal grandfather, the brother, and so forth and so on. So they are not happy. That so finish is end of the story. So for you, advice I will give you that look at yourself. Maybe they feel you don't have a stable income or maybe they feel that you are now not compatible to her or maybe they feel, you know, in our Indians, maybe you're not the same gum business. Mm. You are mammon and she's surti or you are surti and she's mammon. Maybe you are Urdu and she is surti, Gujarati. So all these possibilities, I'm just thinking aloud. So my advice to you, don't pursue it any further, further. In life, always remember this. What the Quran Sharif teaches us will give us a lot of solace. Remember that. Many a time in life, you dislike something, but in the long run, it is better for you. 
And if you look at your situation, remember that we can quote the hadith of Sayyidina Jabir radiallahu ta'ala, the Quranic verse I just mentioned now. Sometimes or many a time in life you dislike something, but it's better for you in the long term. And sometimes you love something, but it is harmful for you. This is in Surah 2, Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, and verse number 216, 216, okay? Then we go to the hadith. You see, Jabir radiallahu ta'ala and his sahabi is not married. His father, Abdullah radiallahu an, he passes away. He leaves a trail of debts. So that's one worry already for the illustrious son as a Jabir radiallahu an. He has to get, pay all the debts to the creditors. Then he has many sisters, some ahadith say seven, some say nine and so forth. So many sisters. So he got married, and he married a lady who is a matron. Matron meaning that she was married before her husband divorced her, her husband passes away. He got married in Medina Munawwara. He did not even invite the Bialaisa. So it shows among Sahaba that this was common, it means. So they just get married, and they don't worry who's there, not there, and so forth. Not like me and you, if somebody don't invite us, our neighbor don't invite us, we pull our face up for next three months and six months. No. So then he married that lady. So what did Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu tell him? Why didn't you marry a virgin? That she should then touch you, play with you, and you should play with her, and so forth. Go open Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. You will find his authentic hadith. He explained the situation. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I have sisters and I wanted a lady who can make my khidmat and she can be like a motherly figure also for my sisters. If I got married to a young one and virgin, they all would just play together. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa said, very good decision you made. So that is my message to you, my brother, 28 years old. Mm. She's history now. She, she is happy maybe, but the parents or father are not happy. So finish another story, the history. So you must do geography now. <laughs> so what is geography? You go look for a virgin girl, and you go look for a girl who was never married before. You virgin, inshallah. She is virgin, inshallah. And in that way there, you will discover and explore one another. So in that way there, it will be better for both parties. So read surah every day to Salat and read the dua in Sajda and out of Salat Surah 25 verse 74 Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun O Allah grant us spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes and one last point you see, sometime in life, we are flying, you know. Mm. The business is flourishing, the health is excelling, and everything is going good. But then we get knocked two, three times, you know. So these are called, <clears throat> in English, the vicissitudes of life. Vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs of life. So now we come back crashing to earth, you see. Always we have to turn to Allah. Only Allah can help us. Only Allah Ta'ala can solve this problem. So Allah is always there for us. But Allah Ta'ala wants, we must keep on begging Him, beseeching Him. Mm. And we must remain positive with all. In good conditions and in bad conditions. So that is what you must do, brother. Mm. So read it, the verse, and every day give our charity and Allah will give you a nice little poppy. Amin, amin. I see the mother of uh, the young boy message and says that Mufti Sab, he's not telling you the entire whole story. She's, oh, she's 41 years old and was twice married. I think because she's got money and my son, I don't know how come he fell in love with her, but I as a mother said no, but the father is agreeing to it, Ustad. Yeah, so finish then. You gave the true story. Jazakillahu khairan ummi, oh beloved mother, Amen. honorable mother. So now she's bad news for him mm. and he's bad news for her. He's not looking only, she was married twice and so forth. He's looking at the mal. He's thinking, hey, if I get <laughs> married here, tomorrow come take you. You see, <laughs> that I got a milking cow, you see. So he can milk her and take her money, take the money and spend 
than that. So his intention is tainted and polluted. So you must first explain to your husband, Kala, and both of you as parents must tell your son, bad choice, selection of spouse, you're making and using the wrong criteria, and therefore, remember, it's not good for you. Finish. We're not giving blessings. So you must make it very clear, and I told him my story and what Islam states. Ustad of Gwata in overseas, he says, uh, uh, Dear respected Mufti Sa, below, below is a series of messages sent from husband to wife. I would like to know if ultimately a talaq is issued. WhatsApp messages. This is the end of the road. I'm done. I'm not coming back for us. Wallahi. Then he deletes his wife from the WhatsApp. Then he SMSs his wife and says, Wallahi, it's over. Ustad, overseas, what's your advice on this? Remember that we don't know what was the thing that led to all these things here. But if he made intention of talaq, which seems most probably, we can't say 100% with certainty, but we can say most probably, then remember that the talaq has taken place. It will be one talaq, a buy-in, an irrevocable divorce. If you want to reconcile in future, whether during the iddat or after the expiry of the iddat, so it must be done, remember, that with a new nikah, what we call tajdidun nikah. So whether it's during the iddat or whether it is after the expiry of the iddat, if they wish, both parties say, okay, we both made mistakes, now we can make amends and we can reconcile. <laughs> so this one talaq buy-in is valid if he made the intention, which seems most likely... So in a case like that, if they want to reconcile, then they can reconcile. But he will only, <coughs> he the husband, ex-husband now, so he will have only two talaks left for the future. So that is what will happen. And if you don't want to marry him, you the sister, then you go on with your life. And after the it that expires, and if proposals come from somebody else, then you can make istikhara, make mashura, discuss it with your parents and so forth and so on and if you want to settle down with somebody else that is your prerogative and you had liberty to do so as well mm. listen to this one Ustad dear uh, Muftisab any wazifas for my husband to be intimate with me Muftisab we were only married for 11 months he's not interested at all in intimacy should I approach my daddy or not I'm so stressed I know maybe I'm 10 Muftisab I'm in Parda I'm 20 years old Ustad so it's very, very strange. You must remember that you're not even married for one full year, and it seems that he's showing so much disinterest in you. I don't know. Maybe he's more interested in the World Cup. First was Cricket World Cup, now he's Soccer World Cup, and he forgot the cup he got by him, you know. So that is the you. So you must remember. So what must you do? You must do the following. Number one, Surah 25, verse 74. Second one, read after every salat in Sajda also. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Read now with me. And inshallah, you must request for the podcast. If you're not on our group, then inshallah, you can by heart it, memorize it. I'm reading for you twice now. You repeat after me. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadudu, Allahumma, Allahumma, alif bayna qulubina. You know the letter alif? Put a shadda, tajdeed on that lamb. Allahumma alif bayna qulubina. Ya Allah, put ulfa, mahabba, mawadda within our hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, put about a lot of understanding and compassion and love. Ya wadudu, Allahumma alif bayna qulubina. You read that and inshallah. Then you must learn to seduce him also. You must wear nice, nice clothes and, you know, attractive clothes and all that so he will then inshallah realize what he's missing and then give him a lot of dates and everything so inshallah he will be then firing on all cylinders inshallah mm. if you got zamzam also give him some zamzam so then he'll have more spark also Mm. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. International overseas listeners. Uh, uh, double. The sister says here, Ustad, that um, uh, what's the meaning of talaqul muhallafa, Ustad? Remember, in Islam, if you gave one talaq, 
and it's clear-cut, explicit words, then you call that talaqu raji'i, revocable divorce. You can take your wife back during the idda without a new nikah. If you gave her two talaq also with explicit words, so same thing. You can take her back during the idda without a new nikah. And that is what all Allah is teaching us in Surah 2, Chapter 2, Verse 229. Marratan, so that is what is meant there. Then you get talaq by in like the sister said just now the husband told her you pack up you go to your parents place we done and so forth and he made intention for example the husband made intention for talaq so that is talaq abayin irrevocable which means that if they want to reconcile during the idda or post idda after the expiry of the idda then a new nikah is required tajdidun nikah now go to chapter 2 and verse 230 so Allah Ta'ala speaks after the two talaqs. فَإِن تُوَلَّقَهَا Now if he, the husband, gave a talaq. This is the third talaq. فَلَا تَحِلُّ لَهُ مِن بَعْدُ Then she, this lady, is no more halal for him in the future. حَتَّى تَنْكِحَ زَوْجًا غَيْرًا Till she gets married to somebody else after the iddat expires. And that marriage must be a proper marriage. Not this hit and run marriage of one hour and one day and like the muta and the prostitution of the kuffar Shia so remember that is haram Nabi alayhi salatu salam curse all parties in the authentic hadith la'ana allahul muhallila wal muhallala lahu Allah tala curse the first husband second husband all are cursed and she will not be halal for the first husband in that case according to the fatwa of all the schools the Shafi'is the Malikis the Hanbalis and if you take Imam Abu Hanifa's two prominent students Imam Abu Yusuf, Imam Muhammad, Rahimullah, she will not be halal for that first husband. So if it is this mock and shame marriage, so it must be a proper nikah and they carry on living for months or years and so forth. Then if he gives a divorce, then that divorce is valid. She must go into idda. After the idda, now she wants to reconcile with the ex-husband, the first husband. Then they perform a new nikah. So that is what is meant here. Not what people are thinking today they call it halalu halala halalu so all this halala halalu and they're making nowadays like this that's not permissible Allah Ta'ala's curse is on them and it's a very big big major major sin so we must be clear on all these <coughs> if issues so that they call a which means that the worst worst type of talaq where the husband gave three talaq whether if he worked in wahid if he majlis in wahid at one time simultaneously or over a period of time, the consequences and result will remain the same. Was that uh, that uh, sister who's uh, wanted that wazifa for the husband to be intimate? She says, Mufti Sab, whatever Mufti Sab said, it's not going to help because he's only interested in his friends, Mufti Sab, and he sits still late watching stupid movies. I need help, Mufti Sab. My daddy did say this boy was not right for me. Was that? Yeah, you mm. see, now Dadima and them, they got a lot of experience in these things here. So there was one Dadima. I don't mm. want to obviously say who. So this guy, he got married to this lady. Mm. Now this lady was not very, very intelligent, but she was very attractive, very fair-looking and so forth. So one day this Dadima told me, okay, in case some Jaija, you must explain to him, that to her grandson and mm. so forth. So I said, Dadima, Koro Samjaya Inke, what must I tell him? So Dadima, you see, these old people, they have firasat. Firasat means they can see things which me and you can't see. If ittaqu firasat al-mu'min, fa'inna yanzuru bi nurillah. So you must watch out for that inner, inner firasat, that light and the radiance they see, because they can see with the grace of Allah that, you know, because they got so much experience, they got so much zikr, all that. So she said, safer home. Then in Afrikaans she told me, uh-huh. safer home, you crave what donkeys ock. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> said you get some white donkeys also. You understood? 
So he only looked at the Jamal. He looked at the beauty, but he forgot the Akal and everything, you see. So now you are married 11 months and all that. So maybe you looked at his Jamal, at his, at his handsomeness, at his mal, at his beauty, and you said yeah, yes. So now you landed up in that musibat and calamity. Mm-hmm. Then that is because of your own deeds and your own actions. Therefore, I told you a hundred times, but you don't listen. I say when a proposal comes, then make mashura. Mm-hmm. And who's going to make mashura? What? With the elders. Number two, you're still in doubt, then make istikhara. Then number three, you must remember that do your homework. Go and check where is this guy, which town, which city, which ulama he got contact with. Does he read his salat on time? Is his income halal? And is he a person with a correct aqidah and belief? He's not an Agahani or a Shia or Qadiani and all this. So many people today are masquerading as Muslims. But you must remember when you start interrogating and probing, investigating their belief, you see the corrupted beliefs. So you must remember that. So all these are issues. Now, sister, you married. Now what you going to do? So now you say now, nice but late to say. My daddy must say this. So now my advice to you is that you must discuss this whole issue with your parents and make istikhara and then see what is the way forward. Allah Akbar. I see she's crying, Ustada. Yes, remember this. Obviously, the sad, sad situation. And she said she's, what, 20 years 20 old? 20 years old. Yeah, 20 years old and not one year has passed. And now your husband. And I told you that I made ishara to that. I told you maybe he's busy. You must remember with the World Cup and that. So you said he's just busy with his friends and busy with the TV and so forth. So now he used you. He deflowered you. And now he doesn't seem so interested in you. He says, now finish. Now the job is done and everything. Now he's looking for more interesting things, you see. So that is a big problem. Therefore, on the occasion of Nikah, Mona Arafat performed Nikah, I performed mm-hmm. Nikah, Mona Zaid performed Nikah, any Molana, any person, he must have performed some Nikah. So when we read the Salat, the what we, we perform the Nikah, the what we do? We read the verses connected and related to Taqwa. Ya The beginning of Surah Nisa. Fear Almighty Allah, O humankind. Ya That fear Almighty Allah, O you who believe, as Almighty Allah ought to be feared. And don't die and pass away, but make sure you are a Muslim. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullah wa quluhu qawlan sadida Then when you have iman, fear Allah and speak the truth. So every way you will see that the theme of the khutbah is what? Taqwa, taqwa, taqwa. So that is why, because the person has to fear Almighty Allah, that will motivate, inspire him to fulfill the rights of Almighty Allah and to fulfill the rights of creation as well. Somebody says, Ustad, that can one resort to self-gratification if the spouse refused to fulfill conjugal rights? We have to respect if the better half is not in the mood, Ustad. You must remember that first thing you have to respect is the Quran Sharif. That is our constitution. Sayyidina Umar Amir al-Mu'mineen radiallahu anhu warda, when he would open the Quran, before opening the Quran Sharif, he would kiss it and say, Hada dusturu rabbi. <laughs> this is the constitution of my Allah. Now read, I'm reading for you. Chapter 23, Surah Mu'minun, and verse number 7. So chapter 23, verse 7. If you don't understand the chapter verse, the beginning of the 18 Jews, 18 Supara. I read for you. The true qualities of the true believers, they guard their private parts. They don't just park anyway and so forth like today the Western world. Park here, park here. They're not worried. Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Adam and Eve. 
Illa except they go to their spouses, husband to wife, wife to husband. In those days when they had slaves, you know, there was war and jihad and then they got slaves. And so so if you go to your slave, you fulfill your lust and desires and so forth. There's no blame on you. So that is permissible. Then, this is the ayat which I'm reciting now. Al-Imamu Shafi'i Rahimamullah used to prove Al-Istimna'u Haramun and that is what you are asking. Self-gratification, masturbation, so forth, so on. فَمَنِ ibtagha wa ra'a ذَلِكَ Who goes beyond that? فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ They are the people who transgress the limits and the boundaries. It's a major sin. So what must you do? Your husband is not fulfilling your rights. You're not fulfilling the husband's rights. So you must start fasting. Remember that. And in that way, then this fasting will crush the desires and so forth. So obviously, where the husband is guilty, so he must take responsibility. Where the wife is guilty, every time the husband wants to come to her, she say, today I'm sick. Next day she'll say, I'm not in the mood. Third day she will say, that yeah we'll see in the weekend making excuses and so forth so both parties therefore marriage is not a dictatorship marriage is a partnership Quran is teaching us the Surah 2 chapter 2 verse 187 that the husband is the garment for his wife and the wife is the garment and clothing for the husband so both parties this is called one is the right of the husband one is called the rights of the wife and then third one al-hukukul mushtaraka that mutual rights both parties have to play their role whether it's the love the respect the conjugal relationship all that comes in there so that is what marriage is made about not one way traffic we both have to play our role and fulfill our obligations so Ustad can I buy my husband a genuine gold wedding ring not for him to wear no but as an investment, if something happens to me, he should sell it. Ustad. So you must remember that you, the wife, you want to buy a genuine gold ring for your husband. That's a question, right? Ustad. And then she wants to give it to the husband as an investment. So he can't wear it, he'll keep it. Then zakat also is compulsory. So that ring costs 100,000 rand. So he will have to pay two and a half thousand rand and so forth. So my advice in rather doing that, why now he'll have to pay zakat and a lot of stories and all that. So in a case like that, rather buy some Kruger coins for him. So that is better for that. You must remember that. Then there's no problem then of the halal and haram. He can't weigh it. So what he can do, he can sell it or just keep it. So yeah, the Kruger coin, he can at least, you must remember, invest it, he can buy, sell it, and so forth and so on. So that will be a much better option because there, remember, the gold ring, ijma and is haram. And this consensus is haram for the husband. Mustafa Habibuna one day emerged from the Hujra Mubarakah, the Mubarak house, and in one hand Mubarak had genuine gold. In the other hand Mubarak had genuine silk, Harir and Zahab. And then Nabi Salam showed it to the man and said, Huma Haramun Ummati. Open Mishkat Mustad Ahmad. These two items for the men of my Ummah is haram, genuine gold and genuine silk. So therefore, I'm suggesting to you that rather you can buy Kruger coins. That would be a better option than buying the gold ring. Hmm. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, what is the Islamic view on female circumcision? That's a revered sister, Ustad. <clears throat> when you open the Hadith Kitab Abu Dawood, you will find there that Nabi Sallallahu spoke about it and said that it is more beloved for the husband also. And you know, Ahzal al Ba'li, words like that come very similar and so forth and so on. 
So the Shafi ulama and them, for them, some of them say it's wajib, some of them say it's sunnah imwakkada, and so forth. The Hanafi ulama say it's not compulsory, but if a lady wants to do it, so then it's fine and permissible. If you speak to our ladies here in South Africa, the Indian ladies and so forth, they will just laugh. They will say, what are you going to circumcise? You must remember that is what they're going to ask and so because they don't know better, you see. So remember this, but if you go to the West Africa and you go to other parts of the world, so where they are the Malikis and Shafi'is and so forth and so on, so remember it's something common. So till today they practice on it. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Wala tun hiki. You can't do mutilation. The masala is called khitanul banat. What is the masala? The unwan, the heading, khitanul banat. Circumcision of the girls. So circumcision for ladies, girls, and that is part of Islam, 100%. But the mutilation, that is not permissible. Sometimes the girl gets so badly scarred or she dies and so forth. So that Islam don't allow. But if she wants to, then remember in certain cases, is wajib also like some Shafi'is and them say so and Malikis and so forth but remember the Hanafi school they don't say it's compulsory if you do want you want to do it so it's fine you can do it you don't do it there is no sin upon you the brother says I married for three years Ustad and I'm dreaming a lot of getting married again I went to my sheikh and he said immediately, he says, run immediately, go and take a second wife before you commit zina. He says, I must come with my first wife to him to explain it to her. What must I do now? Must I tell my wife or not? The dream was to hurt you, time Ustad. So you must remember, brother, we belong to the Ahalu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We, the Ahalu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, believe Ru'yal Anbiya'i Wahyun. The ru'ya and the dreams of prophets and messengers, that is wahi and revelation. Like Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, he dreamt, inni arafil manam, anni azbahuka fanzur madha tara. Go and open Surah 37, verses 101, 102, 103, like that. So you will find it there. Since when your dream became a dalil and a proof and evidence, today you saw the second wife, the next day you see shaitan, the next day you will see World Cup, and then for day you will see some other thing you will see Hollywood, Bollywood, Tigerhood you will see, so that's one issue so don't attach so much importance that no now this dream of mine is very good and uh, there's no need for you to go to the sheikh for what you want to and your sheikh also gives you wrong upside down advice, don't you see what the Quran says, <laughs> surah 4 verse 3, surah 4 surah Nisa verse 3, what Quran says, for in khiftum Allah ta'adilu if you fear that you can't do justice for wahida, then you must just keep one wife only and don't even think and contemplate the second, third, fourth. I am asking you. I don't know you, right? I don't know your sheikh. I don't know the girl you are married to or who you want to marry to the next one. But I am asking you one honest question. Can you do justice to two wives in this day and this age? Do you have the financial means? Do you have the physical means? Do you really think you can do justice? Be honest. 80%, 90% of the Muslim men in this day and this age, in any country of the world, they don't do justice. So therefore, bad idea and just forget it there. And every day when you sleep, read Aytel Kursi, then the second wife of yours will disappear and make wudu and so forth. And tell your sheikh, how come he didn't tell you about the justice side and all hmm. that? So remember that people, are, maybe he wants you to get married to the second one. And and then he's eyeing your first one. <laughs> you get cra- you get some crazy sheikhs today. You see, yeah. I know mm. of sheikhs. They broke people's nikah and then he got married to her. I know of that also. Sure. So you must remember that crazy things happen. So you must be very careful. I gave you from Quran Sharif and Sunnah. So that is the answer, brother. I see Nani from Falsla. She says she's 70 years old. And she says, move this up. Why are our boys want fair girls? Dori Gosh, why Mufti Sabu? Ustad Nani. I say, Dori Gosh, bo hari kala. So Nani Ma, they say, because you see, Nani Ma, you must understand. You're 70 years old. So you know, in South Africa, right till 1990, 
Now you must know these things here. Mm. From 1948, when apartheid was now part of the law in South Africa, and 1990, then it was scrapped and all by the clerk and all that. We all know these things here. So from 48 right to 1990, if the Indian guy or the colored guy or the African want to marry a white lady, so they would charge you, they would put you in jail or impose a fine. And I still remember they called it the Immorality Act. You see what they called? Immorality Act. So this was the poorer, this was the white man, that was their law. So our people, they used to dream that when I'm going to get this dori dori ghost, you see, so the al-insanu harisun ala ma'munia is a saying in Arabic proverb that people always are very, very, you understand, desirous of that what is prohibited. So they couldn't get dori dori ghost from 48.50 right till 1990. Now when democracy came, they say, first thing, dori dori ghost, you see, so that is where all the problems come. They don't worry about the haya. They don't worry about the aqidah. They don't worry about the akhlaq. Nothing like that. It's just hit and run business. So that is where everything goes mixed up. Hmm. Well, it's exactly now uh, 20 minutes to 12. We go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. When it's uh, 15, 16 minutes uh, to 12, uh, remember our WhatsApp number is uh, 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, my wife got a fasakh from Jamiat without them even coming to ask me. If there were even any problems in our marriage, is her talak valid as my side was never heard? I need to see Muftisab urgent. Ustad, anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You don't have to ask Muftisab anything and so forth and so on. So you must remember this, that you, we answer the questions as the questions are posed. Leave, you're not interested in which jamiat or which organization and so forth. I'm giving you the fatwa. Number one, if there is rouse, ruction, tension between husband and wife, and then the husband gives the divorce verbally or in writing, it's valid. If the husband and wife, there's rouse, ructions, and that wife, she wants to wear miniskirt, she don't want to read salat, the husband is telling her change, she don't want to listen, so the husband tells her, fine, okay, that you, me, he, the husband, and she, they will make khula. Quran says. So you must remember Surah 2 verse 229. So then they make khula. The wife will give back the mahar and the marital gift and the husband will give the talaq. Is talaq a buy-in. So that is khula. Khula is the wife gives back the mahar, the marital gift and so. First one was talaq. Husband got nothing in exchange. Second one is khula. The husband got some ransom compensation in return because it was the wife's fault. Third one is the husband's fault. He's having an affair, or he is not maintaining the wife, or his wife battering, wife assaulting, and so forth. So now the wife is telling the husband, give talaq, but he don't want to give talaq. Then she goes to the ulama, there in South Africa, in a Muslim country, she will go to the court, to the mahkamah, and there the magistrate, the qazi, the judge will be there. Our countries, there's no Muslim court and so forth. So you go to Jamiat, you go to your local ulama, the tribunal, you'll call it. Before they even pass a verdict or anything, it's compulsory. They must call both parties. Mm. They must get the story from both parties, and they will give mashura that they must reconcile as far as possible. If they see that there's no reconciliation and no prospect for that, then they will tell the husband, divorce her. The husband is too stubborn, but he's guilty. He's bashing his wife up. He's having affairs, and he's you know not giving maintenance and looking after his wife. 
wife, then only the law of fasakh comes in. <laughs> fasakh is annulment of the marriage done by the tribunal. They have the overriding power as a last resort. And normally we advise there might be two, three ulama or people or responsible people. So you can't have fasakh when the one party is not there. If that is what you are saying and you're really honest and so forth, so then you must remember that marriage is still valid and that fasakh is not valid and you are still husband-wife. Yes, there is one case where they will be correct. They contacted you and you said you are coming and then they had the meeting and you didn't come. Second time again, you said you are coming and you didn't come. Third time also you don't come. So they gave you three different chances and all the time you don't come. So and then they annulled the marriage. So remember it will be valid because now you are the guilty party and you don't want to come to face the music and come and give your story. So we must know from all sides what is the true story. I just gave you the guidelines and the directives. So Sometimes people pose the question, so mm. the answer must come in their favor. We know all the tricks and all that of people with Allah's help and Allah's mercy. So when you ask a question, you must be honest also. Don't ask half question and half truth and half lies. That is not permissible in Islam. I see the husband says, Barakallah fiqum. He says, I am honest. Uh, she got the fasakh from the jamiat in Cape Town. Ustad. Yeah, in Cape Town, a lot of things happen. You must remember that people give three talaq. They'll go to Cape Town, it happened to us. You must remember when I say us, one town, I know the town, I know the person. So he came to us, we told him it's three talaq finished. He took a flight, went to Cape Town, he came back, he says only one talaq. He asked him, we at Suhase, he said that the MJC at Suhase, and it is, you must remember one talaq. Now, and they give that fatwa like that, so you must remember that. So we reject it, you must remember this. And they themselves know that Shafis also say three is three, and not three is one business, but they say no, we were working on the fatwa with the Taymiyyah and so forth. So, so we reject that car in an mankan. I told you a hundred times <laughs> that any issue in Islam, once there is the consensus of the four schools, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, Hanafis, that is the Sharia and will remain the Sharia, inshallah, till the day of justice, till the day of judgment. That is 20 rakats tarawi, all four schools agree. Remember, there's no 10 and 8 rakats. Three talaks is three. And the hadith is in Bukhari Sharif also. Three is three. So remember that. that now they say one. So whoever it is, whether it's this organization, that organization, so remember that they will reject it. Third one, we say you can't make masa on this normal socks. You know we wear socks. So we wear nylon socks, cotton socks. We just make masa. Aima Arba say not permissible. They say permissible. You know some of these people. So the Salafi and the majority of them. So we reject that in this type of thing. So that is a big principle you must remember. So they will give you fasakh, remember, there, even without the husband being present. So that type of fasakh, remember, is not acceptable and you must remember your marriage is still valid. Mm. The listener says that we heard Mufti AK is having ladies program in Cape Town for your program tomorrow and I was just about to ask you, Ustad, and will there be Q&A for the ladies as well, Ustad? There is no ladies program, nothing like that. You must remember whoever. You see, people make so many stories and all that. So therefore, you say that people will attribute things towards us, which our angels also don't know. Farishta Kubipatani, you know. So there's nothing like ladies program. See, I give you the program. You can listen. You've got that Bilal receiver or what. No, none of the programs are live on the radio. So it's for that community there. And who wants to record? it, you can record it, and if you got the facilities there that the ladies can hear at home and all that, or you do live streaming and so forth, so you can do all that, but there's no ladies program and so forth, so that is all fabrication, see I'm giving you this, the program for Cape Town. Inshallah, we start tomorrow, Wednesday, 7th December. So all these programs at night after Maghrib. You know Cape Town, that Salat is finished, everything is already 8 o'clock, 5 past 8, 10 past 8. So around that time there, the programs will start. So tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 7th December, Masjidur Rahman, they wrote here, 7 Rhinestone Road, Hanover Park. Mm. 
So that is tomorrow night. Thursday night, remember, in Madani Marcus, and that is 57 Ranga Road, Kenwan. Ranga or Range Road, I don't know how you pronounce it. So that is Thursday night after Maghrib. Then Jumma will be the 9th of December, Jamia Usmania Masjid, and this is in Bontivyaville, in Jackalsflay. So the <laughs> Jackals is there. So remember, the 20 to 1, the lecture will start there, at Masjid Usmania, Jamia Usmania, in Bontivyaville. So that is for Jumma. Then Friday night after Maghrib, we are in Masjid Salihin, Bayview Center in Seafarer Drive and Bay Bayview after Maghrib. And then Saturday, 5 o'clock is Asr. We will be there in Qasimul Uloom with Mona Anwar Peters, Mona Ashraf Lamara, Mona Shahid Shamsuddin, Mona Abdul Qadir Mari, and all of them are. So we will have a lesson on Tirmidhi because they want the chain and the sunnah and all these issues. So we will be delivering a lesson on Imam Tirmidhi, Rahimullah. We'll read a few ahadith and explain to you, inshallah, Aziz. So that is what we will do. Sunday is the main jalsa, and that is starting this Sunday, 9.30 at Qasimul Uloom, and that is the Bukhari Sharif Khatam, and by Zohar time will be done. So these are the programs. There's no other program. Yes, there's different thing that Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, I'll go to different, different masajid, and in that masjid, I'll have a brief program, 10, 15, 20 minutes or something like that. So that will happen, inshallah. We arranged it, so Allah Ta'ala make it easy. But there's no women's program and ladies' program, and so people just make stories, you know. stories. I've got a brother by the name of Jamil. He says, uh, I heard uh, you coming to Hanover Park. Uh, I heard you coming there. Will you have Q&A, Kanala? And can I prepare a cup of tea? I will ask my wife and my three daughters. We'd like to meet you, Ustad. So my brother Jamil, let's see. Hanover Park is tomorrow night. So I can't say nothing. So you must ask your imam what arrangements they made and all mm. these things. I'm not going to come to anybody's house and so forth. So you must remember, normally in Cape Town, the style is this. That what happens is I come there before Maghrib. After Maghrib, there's Qirat, and then I deliver the talk. And then after Isha, they at the masjid, they have snacks or they have a meal and so forth. And then I go away, not going to houses and so forth and so on. So, Buta Jamil, you join us there. And it is tomorrow night, inshallah, Aziz, Masjidur Rahman, 7 Rainston Road, Hanover Park, after Maghrib. On Sal'i, on Mutsda, inshallah. Ah, <laughs> he says, I sell your fresh cook sisters, Mark. <laughs> ah, well, bring the cook sisters. On hope and the cook sisters. So you must remember that. When we go Cape Town, they bring the fresh, fresh ones. Mm. So normally they give it on Sunday, but we come, they give it on Wednesday, Thursday also, mashallah. <laughs> Ustad, you're going to Cape Town, inshallah, for Haji Suleiman Esop? No, we can't say. Maybe Suleiman come back with sisters and cook sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, 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 a Taliba from Leicester. Dear respected honorable Mufti Sab, what color discharge is regarded as Haith according to the four Madahib? Taliba Ustad. My sister, it seems you are totally confused and now you're going to blow your fuses and so forth. Let me give you two, three usuls and then you will understand. You know what usul mean principles, right? Mm-hmm. All discharge for ladies. This is the fatwa. All discharge for ladies breaks the hudu except perspiration. So write right down, then you know. So you can answer, somebody ask you. All discharge. Kullu ma kharaja min al-farsh, so fahuwa madetu ay naqizul al-hudu. So whatever comes out will break the hudu except your perspiration, right? That's usul number one. Usul number two, Hanafis say minimum three days and maximum ten days for your hayes. Shafis and them say minimum one day and maximum 15 days. Okay, you got that? Next one. Then the Hanafis will say, if you are a Mu'tada, you got the normal habit, that six days, seven days, eight days, whatever. So whatever comes out, all will be considered as your haze, whether it's black, brown, green, pink, whatever. So it's all remember your haze. Okay?
Shafi'i rahimahullah and them humblies and them they got a tamiyiz bil alwan that they will say no that they differentiate you must remember between the colors and so forth if it is blackish reddish dark red does this and all that so they will say that that is haze and then the woman therefore in the hadith it comes for innahu a'raf that the ladies they know much more about these issues what we men know so you know more about it but when you have all these other colors technicolor all that and now your habit is finished the color changing all that then shafis and them say that will be istihada and it will not be haze and so forth so that is the basic rules that you must understand and the next thing you must understand also Allah just put in my heart in mind now Remember when you are in your menses, you the sisters, then the portion between your navel and your knees, that must be covered, remember that. Husband can touch from knees downwards, skin to skin, right? He can touch from your navel upwards, your bosom, your breast, your back, all that skin to skin and all that. But between navel and knees, he can't go there by the thighs and all that skin to skin. It's haram that. Mm. Hadith mentioned in Abu Dawood, al izar. So that portion must be covered. You must be very careful about this. Therefore, Quran says, Wala Meaning that till they become pure, properly clean. Then when they are 100% properly clean, they took the first gusal, everything, then you go to your wife, where Allah commanded you to go. That is the front, not back passage, all these haram and all these things there. So these are the basic rules you must know, Taliba. Allah make easy for you. Ustad, I think the sister is not understanding. She says that why can't we women be the bosses in our homes? As you know, we are the ones controlling our homes. I don't agree with all your answers. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa favored we sisters. I'm sorry, you're wrong, Mufti Iki Ustad. Remember that Quran Karim states, my sister, that all my Allah says, go read it Quran first, then you jump in all these kind of things. You'll just read one hadith and you want to become a big sheikh and... So go read Quran Sharif. Quran Sharif says Surah 2, verse 228. That's the ayat. The women have similar amount of rights that the men have over them, they have similar rights. Then what Quran says? Surah 2, verse 228, Remember the man have a degree above the wife. So it means the husband will have more responsibilities. Number one, he's the Amir. He will be the boss, not you. So there is Quran saying that. Second one, he has Daraja, Darajatul Ishraf, Darajatul Imara, Darajatul Infaq. So he has to spend on the wife and children and not the other way around. He will be the one to take the decisions, not the other way around. So today when women are bombarded by the feminist movement, the LGBT, they say we don't want patriarchy and so forth. All those are satanic things Islam rejected. So Islam got its divine system. And go to Bukhari Sharif, you will find the hadith, Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an ra'iyya. Every one of you is a shepherd. You will be questioned regarding your flock. And Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Bukhari Sharif, so a nation will never prosper when they hand over their matters to a lady. So these are all clear-cut things, brother, sister. We're not here to carry favor with anybody. You have to agree, don't agree. This is all Quran and Sunnah, and that is ijma and consensus among the fuqaha and the jurors. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And that was our beloved Fadilatul Ustad Hazrat Manala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafizahullah Marcus Sahaba The voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah